Good morning and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you again for joining us for this program and another time that we search and walk through the Word of God. There are two ways that you can reach us. One by mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061 or by email at PastorEric523 at gmail.com. That's PastorEric523 at gmail.com. And, and today, we're going to continue our um, subject where we've been talking over the last few weeks about back to basics. And in this time that we are in now, and then uh, as we move forward, I believe that if we will stay with the basics of God, yes, there are uh, d- deeper things and, and, and things that we could move forward to and, and shall move forward to in the body of Christ as we near the coming of Christ, which many do not believe. However, uh, as we just walk in God and want to be established in this earth. And I do believe in a rapture of the church. I do believe in, a, in and that Christ will come and receive his, his family back unto himself. However, I believe that while we're on this planet, Jesus said for us to occupy till I come. And in that occupation, that means that we are showing him. We are Jesus on the earth. We are the God that they see. When we love and we give and we demonstrate who he is by the life that we live. And no, we're not perfect. No, we're uh, not a perfect representation. But we are a representation because as God has put his spirit into earthen vessels, as Paul said. And what he meant by that, that we are we are uh, we are men, we are women, we are people who love God. We are of the chosen, though who those who receive him. And because we received him and received his love, we were chosen by God. That's what it means to be chosen when you give your heart to him and say, Lord, I receive you. Because I see you as Lord and as Christ and as Savior. And you who have been revealed to me, Lord, be my Lord. And I'll be your son. I'll be your daughter. And walk in the, in the word and the light that you have given me. So today we're going to start out, we're going to start in the book of Romans. And again, in talking about back to basics, uh, we're going to get to this, uh, this scripture here. This is in Romans, I'm sorry, this is in, um, yes, Romans 5.17. And as we go to Romans, I want to read to you. And, and just, we know, many of us, we know that know the Bible. And you know, you've been in the body of Christ for a while. And you know how things started. That it started out with Adam. And in, in the book of, uh, uh, I'm going to deviate from that, in, in Romans, uh, I'm sorry, in Genesis 2.17, God gave Adam a commandment. He says, in Genesis 2.17, he says, in Eden, where Adam was and where God had prepared a place for him, for him to prosper and to grow and to increase. And in Genesis 2.17, it says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat. God said, don't eat of it. He said, for in the day you eat of it, you will surely die. And this was a commandment because God had set this aside, not for Adam. And you think about it. You say, well, some people would say, well, of all the things, why would God put something there and to tempt Adam? No, it was not a temptation of Adam. There were hundreds of 
thousands of, think of all the thousands of trees and things God was um, letting grow and proliferate, you know, and the seeds were growing in a fruitful land that whatever, only thing he asked, is Adam, just tend the garden. And he told him to be fruitful and multiply. Take what you have here and push it out. Just let it go. It's going to grow because wherever God is, this is what Jesus said in John 10, 10. He said, I have come that you might have life and that life more abundantly. So, and when Jesus comes into us, he wants us to expand. He wants the best of you, the best, Eric, the best uh, of you, my brother and sister. He wants the best of you to be seen by the world. Because Romans says again, it says the goodness, it's the goodness of God. It's in Romans 3. It's the goodness of God that leads men unto repentance. Yes, sin is, 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 is grievous to God. Yes, sin is, uh, uh, is God will not accept sin. That's why he sent his son Jesus. But what God has done for us is he's made a mediator. And at the center, at the basics of all of, of, of the Christian uh, uh, walk, as our relationship with Jesus Christ. If Jesus is not the center of your church, if he's not the center of your life, then you are, you are missed the mark because he is the center. Yes, good works are good. Yes, uh, feeding the hungry and, 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 and going out and helping the poor and, and taking care of the uh, widows and orphans and children, all of these things, taking care of the sick, taking care of those who cannot take care, take care of themselves which is physical illnesses, or mental illnesses, all of these things are good. But for the believer, our center, uh, our aim, the bullseye, and all of you know what a bullseye is on a target, and right in the middle of that target is a, is a circle. That's where we are aiming, and at the middle of that circle, in the center of our lives, should be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If he is not the very foundation of what we're doing, and we're building off of what he did. We're not building off of what Jesus did because Jesus came because here in, uh, we see that God told Adam, don't eat of it. But in the very next chapter, Adam sold us out. The steel, uh, a little phrase from Bill, Bill Winston, Dr. Bill Winston, he said Adam sold us to the pond. He pawned us. When Eve ate of the fruit, and we see here clearly in Genesis 2.17, God said, don't eat of it. Well, in the very next chapter, they ate of it. And when they did, they brought in death. And we, to give you just a simple analogy, Adam knew in his heart, this is not what God said. But when Eve went, he went. He was there. He saw it. And he knew, Adam knew, he got the commandment. He knew God said not to do it. And when he did it, it's as though he took all of us and he pawned us for the fruit, for something that he already had. The evil one told him, Beelzebub, as the Lord said, he, he, that's called the Lord, that's the title as being the Lord of the flies. Thinking of all the things that could be your kingdom. And somebody tells you, okay, you know what? We're going to make you the king of flies. What a dreadful and ugly. And you know where flies come from. It comes from death. Flies, they, 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 they grow. They proliferate. They grow. They increase. They expand whenever there's death and decay. And see, this is what Satan desires to do is to take us to death. 
But in Christ, we go. He's, when Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly in John 10, 10, 10, it says that, you know what? I'm see where you are. And Jesus is willing and he comes into the mess that we are in. He's not expecting you to clean yourself up. He's not expecting you. So, and so many say, well, you know, when I get, you know, I get myself together. No, you can't get together, yourself together by yourself. You must start with him. He's the cleanser. He is the purifier. He is the sanctifier. Because it's only through him. Jesus says, I'm the door. If you want to walk in the happiness, if you want to walk in the peace, you must come through him. He said, I'll give you a peace that passes all understanding. Everything. And when we're in the midst of all of this ugliness that we see in our lives today, when, you know, when loved ones are dying and sickness is here and this new uh, disease and uh, uh, from COVID-19 to COVID-20 to COVID-21 to uh, um, uh, what they call it is monkeypox here is droughts in the Midwest, uh, heat waves in the, in, the, in, in, the, in the far west, fires along the coast, earthquakes all over the earth, you know, Dreadful killings everywhere we turn. And people are massacring, massacring and, and, and children and, and the innocent and just coming and blowing up things, firing on people. All of these things are happening. And it's so is it, I believe it's grievous to God. It's grievous because he said he is a God of love. One John, uh, let me go over to John one, first John rather, four and nine, it says. And this was the was manifested the love of God toward us because what did God do? He sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Why? Why would God send His Son that we might live through Him? This is where it's, again where we want to go. I said Romans. 5, uh, I'm sorry, uh, John five seventeen. We were just in Genesis. 2.17, now we go to Romans 5.17, and it says, For by one man's offense, death reigned by one. So what does that mean? It means by the offense of Adam, who knew better. It's one thing uh, to sin when you, when you omit to do. You say, okay, I didn't know to do right, but Adam knew to do right. And when he did, that's when death came. And it says, as we read there, it says, Most more, they which received abundance of grace and the gifts of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Jesus came and he, he, he bought us out of pawn. He paid the price. That's why it took the life of one. As they brought in death, Jesus, by his death, brought in life. So I read it again. Romans 5, 17, for by one man's offense, by one man's sin, death reigned by one. So in other words, the seed of death came when it came to Adam. Adam received death into his spirit. And, he's, and his spirit, what died was his spirit. Because he was no longer subject to God. The evil one became his master. And now he was dead inside. Although it took many years for him to die naturally, he died spiritually. His connection, 
That's why I go back again to say that Jesus must be the center of what we do, what we say, who we are. And he lives from us in the, he lives from us to the world. So the world can see and God can be magnified. That's why the scripture says that men, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God who is in heaven. God wants the world to be seen through us. And how did he do it? He did it not only through John 3, 16, but here in, uh, in, in uh, Romans 5, 17, he says, by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more they received the abundance of grace. And I say again, Jesus is grace. He is more than what we say over the table. He is grace. And what is grace? God's undeserved, unearned favor toward us. The greatest gift, the greatest favor that God ever gave to mankind was the gift of his son. And when he gave Jesus, he gave grace. And as Ephesians says, we are saved by grace through faith. And that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. That's who Jesus is. He is the very gift of God. And it goes on to say, we receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, which reigned in life by one, Jesus Christ. Death reigned by Adam. Righteousness reigned by Christ. What does that mean to me? It means that if I believe in him, I now can reign as he does. He died. So I live. He reigned. So I reign. When Jesus was crucified on the cross, as Paul said, he said, I die. Because when he died, he died for me. He was my substitute. He was your substitute. He died. A, a, he lived and reigned and walked and died as a man. Though he was God. He lowered himself and say, I, God said, I got to go get my children. And when he did, the Bible says he was manifested in the flesh and God walked among men and said, this is who God is. Where they will stone a woman for adultery. God said, I'm going to show you a way out. I'm not going to break my law. My law says that you got to die. But because love is here, love redeemed her. And that's what means by Gideon, when I say that Adam, when, when Jesus redeemed our or, or got us out of pawn, he redeemed us. He gave us himself. And if you would pawn, put something in pawn and you receive money to get it back. If you put a pawn in, in uh, if you go to the pawn shop today and you pawn your ring or pawn your expensive watch, you see you what you say, I'll, I'll be back to get it. And if it's truly something you value and if you truly come back, they'll hold it for a time. And at the time, you don't come get it, it's there. But what did Jesus say? Again, John 10, 10. I'm coming back. I have come. I have come back. That you might have life and life more abundantly. And I've come to get you from the pawn shop. And telling Satan who held the pawn. He held Adam. He reigned over Adam. Because Adam gave up his reign. Adam gave up his power and his authority. And Satan righteous, right, rightly, not righteously, rightly had dominion in the earth because he re he took by deception. He could not have take, come down and took it, taken it from Satan, from, uh, from Adam. 
Satan couldn't have did it. He couldn't have done it. But Adam willingly gave it up. But what Jesus did, he forcibly took it back and said, I'm doing this because this is the price. There's a price for everything. What does what the scripture say about sin? It says the, that, 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 that sin, there's a price for it. It says the wages of sin is death. But what's the gift of God? And he's wonderful. He says the gift of God is eternal life. I'm taking you going back to just the simple things. If you want to live, if you went from uh, uh, calmness to chaos, if you if you've gone from, you know, from 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 peace to, to, to where you living in constant battles and constant persecution and all of these it's all chaos, it's all uh, uh, contention and 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 augury and fussing and debate. Go back to the basics. Where you loved each other, husband and wife, where you got along together, brother and sister. Where you communicated friends, former friends, where you walked together for decades, and now you can't stand each other. And you believers. One of you are, one of you were, you were a believer, you believed in God. But offense came. Think of that word, an offense, where you are offended. Now, brothers, I believe it's Proverbs says a brother's offended is hard to be won because we take that offense or rather if you break that word down we take that fence and we build it up and we encircle ourselves it could be in a marriage it could be in a friendship it could be among uh, blood sisters and brothers no matter what you name it when that brother or sister or that uh, uh, friend or spouse are, is offended and they build it up with unforgiveness and bitterness. And they allow that fence to become a wall. And now you can't even communicate. You don't want to communicate. And there's hatred and there's bitterness. Scripture says where there's, where these things are, where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Why? Because there's the death is coming into that marriage. Death is coming into that friendship. Death is coming to that relationship. And guess who's at the center of it? The Lord of the flies. He expands. He grows because you are giving him power. But you can destroy. We have the power to destroy him with our words. By saying, you know what? It's not even worth it. I forgive you. And you're not even the one that caused it. You didn't. You weren't the one that, that cursed you out. You weren't the one, one that uh, uh, spoke evil words. You weren't the one that committed adultery or, or whatever it was that broke the marriage up. You weren't the one. But said, you know what? I forgive you. And there's a whole lot in just saying, I forgive you. And many of us think that, well, when we say forgiveness and we, I forgive you, that everything's going to return back as it was. Trust is earned. But forgiveness is 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 a gift. You have must earn much trust, and that's why so many of our relationships they start out wrong. Well, we bear our souls to somebody we don't even know. You don't know them. You haven't lived any day. You haven't lived. I'm, I'm talking about. You haven't experienced them. You haven't experienced any time with them. 
You don't know what kind of person they are. We, we meet them one uh, at, at, for lunch, and at night we're in the bed with them. The next day we're moving in with them. Two years later we got three kids. And we wonder why our relationships fail. Because you never took time out to see who is this woman? Who is this man? Is this someone? I, you know, I'm saying, okay. God forgave you. You know, God sent those children here. It wasn't, it didn't come by his, his, his best way, but they're here now. Yeah, you can make, this can, this can work if both of you would walk in humility and say, you know what? We might not have started this right. We might have started it wrong, but we can end this right. We can show our children and model most of that. Not just the children. You can live in love with one another if you put Jesus in the center of your relationship and let him be Lord of it. Now let's go on. Let's, let's move on. Again, what we're talking about today is going back to basic. These are the basic things and the basics of Christianity, the grace of our relationship with Jesus Christ, the basics of coming out of the prison which Satan has built up, the walls which he's told us you'll never get out. You will always be this way. Whether it's sickness, whether it's, 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 it's being broke, whether it's being in poverty, whether it's being homeless, whether it's, it's being uh, uh, having mental issues, where you're in panic, you're having panic attacks, where you're having, you know, your uh, thoughts of suicide. All of these things can come on any, I don't care who you are, of a, with enough pressure of pride. And if you do not put Christ in the center of it and say, Lord, you're with me. You said you're with me, so you're with me. You said your word shall not go out and return unto me void. Lord, I've heard preaching about uh, the peace of God. For the believer, you don't ask where is peace. You know peace is in him. And Lord, I've received you. Lord, I know you. I know you because you are my Savior. I know because you are my Lord. And because you are, Lord, I have peace. So if I have peace, Lord, I declare this chaos in my life lived over. Now, Lord, you said you've abounded toward me. This is Ephesians uh, 1 and 8. He's abounded toward me in all wisdom and prudence. See, wisdom is to know what to do. Prudence is to have the discretion to know when to do it. Paul said another way. He says, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. See, there are some things that are right to do, but you can do the right thing at the wrong time. Yes, some of you desire to get married, and you met someone who is a good candidate. But you met, again, you might have met him last Sunday. But it's not time to marry him yet. He's got to grow. You've got to grow. You get to set some things in order. God's got to work on you. Many times we pray for things, and I'll put it to myself. Where I, you know, you pray, I prayed for things, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking Lord, so Lord, I'm, uh, I know you heard me because you said you did. Matthew 7 says that everyone that asks, 7 and 8, says that uh, everyone that asks, receive. So you heard me. You granted my request because I believe it came from you. It's not an evil request. Yet, it's not time 
Why is it not time? Because you're not ready. Some of us, you're not married because you're not ready. You're not mature enough. You're too selfish. You're still more about yourself. Marriage requires humility on both parts, not just the wife. If you're still thinking that God's sending you someone to boss around, male or female, and, uh, for the woman, that man comes around, he's been single all his life. Sir, this woman comes, she's been single all her life. This, this, this is just an example. Or they've been uh, apart. They've been, they might have been married and divorced, whatever the case may be. For years, they've been by themselves. They've, they've learned, they have their own rhythm. Now you're saying, we're going to get together and we're going to live together and we're going to make a house at home. You got your way. You've been out of your mother's house for years. She's got her way. She's been out of uh, she's been on her own. She's set her life up. She's got her finances together. You got yours, but you have a way of doing your things. She's got a way of doing her thing. That's when you have to come together. And the Bible says, come, let us reason together. What the father says, he says, come, let us reason together. Why wouldn't you think he want you who are two totally different people? You come from two different clans. You, He's got his history. You have your history. You think you can meet one week, get married the next week, and some people have this ridiculous, stupid idea. Say, well, I'll do it if it don't work okay. No. If you get married and you have children and he bounces out, you bounce out. What about the children? You had the pleasure of having your mother and father together. At least give, let a season pass by. And what do I mean by a season? I mean that you would take yourselves and say, you know what? We've been together a year now. I've seen you. You've seen me. We've went through things together. We've worked through arguments. We've worked through disagreements. We've worked through misunderstandings. I believe that you can, we can live together. Now, if we want to get married, let's get married. And we're going to be praying still. That's what uh, uh, wisdom says. Wisdom says, and all you're getting, get understanding. Get a revelation. Let the light, that revelation is, is meant in the simplest form is a light. Let the light shine on your behavior. Maybe if, if you let, would have let the light shine on your last relationship, you would have saw the crazy in that man. You would have saw the, 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 the craziness in that woman. Yes, somebody make it. They may be married material. You know how you sometimes when you see something, some paint on the wall, you say, you know what, I might think I'm going to paint that. It may be a good color, but it's not your color. It may be a good car. Oh, you know what? It may be a good car. It may be a brand new car. It's just not what I want. Because you see it, you drive it. And I'm not saying living together. The first thing you people, that the first thing that jumps into uh, people's mind when you say, you know what? No, you test drive the relationship. Can we go out? And I'm, I'm, I've got, well, I guess this is basics. Got totally off what I want to talk about, but I'll tell you something as we close today. One of the uh, wise men, one of the most wisest men that ever been in my life, and a bishop that I met, and he was said he was looking for a woman, looking for uh, looking for a woman. Well, he wasn't looking for a woman. Uh, he was looking to get married, and uh, I guess he had a lot of choices. And finally, one day, his mom came to him, and you know, he was talking about 
his situation, who he should marry. She told him, said, you know what? Marry somebody you can get along with. That is so simple. If you cannot get along together, as all you ever do is fuss and fight. And see, some people like chaos. They love contention. It gets them excited. It, it charges them up. Because that's what they grew up in. But you, on the other hand, you grew up in an uh, atmosphere where when there were disagreements, you came to the table. You sat down and talked about it. You you didn't go and, and auger and fight and curse and you know, and, and, and you may not throw punches, but you came up to, you know, you've seen it happen. And now this person, that's, their, that's how they want to deal with things. And it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It may just mean they're not, either they're not mature enough or they may not be the one for you. Father, we thank you for this time, this day. We recognize, Lord, that there's so much that we, as the body of Christ, we, many of us who are unsaved, God, and we are they're looking for answers and looking for hope and looking, Lord God, as we see all of these things from the economy, Lord, to relationships, to marriages, to children, to education, to politics, all of these things going on. But yet, you are in the, at the center of our life, Lord. You bring peace. You said you give, didn't give peace like the world does. For the world will give and it will take away. But Jesus, you are our Prince of Peace. I pray for those who are unsaved today. I pray, Lord, that they receive you by faith. And I pray, Lord, as Romans 10, 10 says, the Romans 10 chapter says, that the faith is nigh you, is near you, even in your mouth. What word? He said the word is nigh you, even in your word, in your mouth. Even the words, the faith which we preach. Faith is in your mouth because when you hear the word, the Bible goes on to say that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved because you have faith. It doesn't take a lot. Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, if you could just say, Lord, help me, I surrender. Receive me as, my, as your son. Receive me as your daughter. Receive me in all of this mess. Take it. And help me. That's enough to get you into the kingdom. And him be Lord for your life for eternity. You don't have to have a perfect prayer. You just have to have a submitted prayer. Where you give your life to him. And for all of my brothers and sisters who will hear this message today. You know the way. Jesus told his disciples. You know the way. You know me. Come back to the basics of praise, of worship, and to the word of God. Go back to reading. It's not enough to hear it on the internet. It's not enough to hear it on the podcast. I love and hope and I would love to have millions on this podcast. But you still have to go back to prayer, to praying in tongues, and to reading the word of God. Jesus said, my words, my words are spirit and they are life. Go back to life. That's where you'll find Jesus. That's where you'll find joy. 
when you bring Jesus back to the center and to the very foundation of our Christian life. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for those who will hear us. You said your word shall not go out and return unto you void. We thank you for this awesome time in the word. And I pray that they would all will come back and join us again. For Journeys in Grace, this Pastor Eric Hubbard said, Be blessed until we meet again. Amen.